0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast, The CJ McCollum Show, where every week, New Orleans Pelicans star CJ McCollum discusses names and storylines in and around the NBA with inside perspective you can only get from someone in the locker room and on the floor. That's The CJ McCollum Show. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bobani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Happy New Year to everybody. It is that time of week where we have a guest join us. Coming to us live from H-Town. Check him out as Slate. You know, Joel Anderson, what's going on? what's up
1: I'm, I'm literally this weekend i'm joel from missouri city you know what I'm okay saying? so yeah yeah. That. yeah 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 right. yeah get it right get it all right I'm right. right. I, I right. I... like, there's some people on the north side
0: yeah yeah ain't nobody talking to you about that look i don't know if people can see joel's shirt right now it says frogs but i just want to let you know we'll be talking about tcu a little later so like don't get on your bullshit early we have important things to actually talk about
1: I know how to behave in front of company. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, no, you don't. Because I told you before we got on, <laughs> we gonna start with the serious stuff before you get all your bullshit. And then you immediately started opening up like you was super bad. Like we can't you, already see your shirt. You,
1: you pointed it out, and this is also this is. I think this is an audio medium, you know. So yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah, had to see
0: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand. Nah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I wanted to ask you this because you play college football. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, you're, one of your college roommates has you know, worked with the NFL Players Association for a while. So the the Demar Hamlin situation, I like for former players, like for NFL players in particular, they looked so weary on television on Tuesday, like they had been up all night, like it had happened to them. Like I found myself being a little bit tired, but I had a flight, and all this stuff, you know, and I was watching that, like. It wasn't personal to me, but man, did you notice that from like talking to guys, you know, who played at your level and higher that it hit in a much different way this time than I think we've ever seen in one of these moments.
1: I think you saw in that moment, the idea of the NFL being a fraternity or the people that even play the game at a certain level as a fraternity, because I mean, for all the violence that is inflicted, we inflict on each other in that game. I mean, one of the fundamental things that we do at the start of every game and for praying or even if we're just talking with our teammates and coaches before a game we say we we pray or we hope that everybody gets out of this game safely like that is just the fundamental thing like beyond the scoreboard anything else you just want to get out of there intact um and for when whenever something like that happens it just really brings to mind like the fragility of the human body man like that's the thing i just think about it's like it doesn't it doesn't take much for something really bad to happen to a human body, man. And um, the Demar Hamlin's thing, it just like anybody can sort of relate to that. It didn't look like a hard hit. It didn't look like anything traumatic had happened. Like sometimes you can look at a hit and see something bad happen. But I think everybody can just sort of look at that scene and say, that could have very easily been me. Or, that could have been somebody I care about out there. And uh, that's really moving. And I mean, you know, I, I was watching the game with my wife, kind of, you know, my attention was split it was just on the game and then I saw all these people crying like in the moment and my wife in particular was moved she said I've she's like do they normally do this do they normally cry like this and show emotion because I'm really moved by that and I was like you know what I don't for all the catastrophic injuries we've seen in football in the course of our lives I can't remember seeing people affected like that in the moment can you like because I no. I, it, their their response made me think that the worst had happened.
0: Right. The closest I can think of is like, look at Lawrence Taylor immediately after yes. he nearly killed Joe Theismann. Right. Yes. Like, like, yes. like, like that's the one. The oh my God, look what I did. That wasn't this though. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think. And people who know me know this about me. When you start talking about the like horrific, catastrophic injuries of the last fifteen years. I'm not the person for you to talk to about it. If I don't see it as it happens, I'm not going back to watch it. I don't really see the purpose. Like Gordon Hayward, I was watching that game and I remember him being on the ground and I was like, hey, oh, no need to look at that anymore. Right? Dak Prescott, I was like in a similar place where it's like, I'm not, I don't do that. I never saw the Kevin
1: Kevin Ware from Louisville. No, never saw it. Like I didn't see it
0: live so there was no need for me to follow up. So on this one, I saw that they had, you know, they were around a dude. He was injured. I wasn't paying attention. And then once they showed a replay, I'm like, okay, I'm not really in on this. So I even now I haven't seen the hit. I didn't see the oh. thing with him up and down. And so they go to break and then they come back and they're still around him. And you know, I'm starting to see the press circles get going. And so I'm thinking in this moment that this is something head injury or spinal, right? Like, right. like this is you know, something to the nervous system. That's normally where where we are when we right. get to this place. And then they go to break again and then they come back and Joe Buck is like there's really nothing to say and I'm like whoa I've yeah. never heard yes. that one before then they go away another time like I can't keep track of it all and then Joe Buck comes back and says that they had been administering CPR yes. and I'd never heard that before
1: that, like that was what th- got me
0: yeah that was that was that was the point where they're talking about they're administering yeah. CPR but they were still all down there and then they went back to the studio, and they got Susie Colbert and Adam Schefter and um, and Booger McFarlane, and bless their hearts, man, like, this is not, this ain't this ain't the same thing as it's a first-round knockout and we got a long time before the main event starts, right? Like, how are you filling that time? And you could tell they were scrambling, trying to figure this out. Like, I can't imagine as somebody who has worked in television, but doesn't really do live television. I can't imagine what the chaos was that they were dealing with, and I'm looking at Schefter, and again, I, have, I still don't really have any idea like what kind of injury or what kind of situation we're talking about. They said the dude stood up three seconds, then fell out. And right after Buck started talking about the CPR and everything, I got on the phone and I called Dominique. And I said, did we just watch somebody die? Because I felt like I was overreacting. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be dramatic, but they can't say we think we just watched somebody die. I'm right. like, I think we just watched somebody die. And I called Dominique. I was like, "Do we just watch somebody die? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And so they're doing all the stuff on the field. We don't, all we know is that everybody's crowded around. They showing that shot of Josh Allen. And I've never seen anybody look like that at a professional sporting event.
1: You see that after like a car accident, a, yeah. a, a really bad car accident. You see somebody like, oh my gosh, that's, yeah. you know, and, and that's, I'm thinking again that we he saw somebody die in front of him. That's yeah. That those are the faces that I've seen that circumstance yeah. before. So yeah.
0: So he's he's staring off into space. I'm now yeah. like talking to people. We're on the phone. You know, just people I know in you know in industry stuff. And it's wild because anybody that would be anything close to the situation, and by close I mean like administratively close, not necessarily like somebody on the Buffalo Bills or whatever. You can't even call them because clearly. They're a little bit busy right now. Right. You right. know, like, like we can't, we can't get any of this. It was just so wild, like as it goes. And then the ambulance comes in, right? Which again is like what happens with spinal stuff, but it took him a while to get that what? boy in that ambulance. And that was when I went cold.
1: That's when we, we, so we texted about that. I was like, I, it's only ever been, at least in my experience, bad news when the ambulance is moving with no urgency. Yes. And, and and it was just a very, it, it's not casual, but it just seemed they were moving very slowly. Remember, the sirens weren't on? And we were like, that tends to be the worst news. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we just had to infer a lot of things in the absence of actual information. And I mean, how do you talk about that? I mean, what, again, if Joe Buck has nothing to say, there probably isn't that much to say about what's happening no. in the.
0: No, well, you know the ambulance thing and like the inferences that we were making, or that we, I guess, kind of had to make at that point, and not because anybody was doing anything wrong, but just like it's, it's just where we were. I know somebody who works at a place, right? We just gonna call it a place, okay? And it's the kind of place where ambulances got to pull up fairly mm. often. Oh, but the yeah. thing they say about that is. No matter what happens, no matter what the circumstance is, there are sirens on the way there, and there are sirens on the way back. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, at least in the way that people see it, ain't nobody die at the place. Yeah. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. They get declared wherever. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ain't. Right. We, we are comporting ourselves as though a person is alive at right. the place yes okay absolutely they didn't do that right and that got me right and may, and that is i guess in part my cynical mind operating mm-hmm. and just being like hey man i would think that the nfl would absolutely want to make sure and that's probably me not being fair to them but i don't mm-hmm. think i'm being unfair to the larger macro environment that we live in but it made me extra nervous when mm-hmm. there weren't like the fact that we are recording this right now at 10 20 eastern time on wednesday january 3rd and DeMar hamlin is still alive i did not think he left that stadium alive
1: oh i mean me either i i mean they said they they stopped the ambulance let the family into or his mother and i'm like yeah. that <laughs> that sounds like the actual worst case scenario right there and yet the, i whenever whenever i go back to twitter or wherever i'm getting my information it didn't I read about DeMar Hamlin now, I'm like, oh, my God, whew, I can't believe we're here. You know, this is not necessarily analogous, but you, maybe you'll understand. Do you When the OJ chase happened, I remember thinking, we're going to see OJ Simpson kill himself on TV. Yes. Right. And the fact that he didn't, I was like, wow, like we really were spared. So it felt like that sort of urgency to me. I was like, we watched somebody die. And then the fact that he didn't die, I'm like, oh, wow, we. OK, OK how do we move on from here? Right. And um, nobody
0: and nobody had an answer for that. Like I remember as I was watching it and when they snapped and they showed uh Joe Burrow warming up. Yeah. And I was about to tweet they really about to play some football. <laughs> right? Like yeah. they they really about to play football. I, I was just going to say just that. They are really about to play football yeah. and just leave it there. Um and then I looked at it and I saw them coaches come to midfield. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it ain't about to be no football. <laughs> um and, and right. the thing is, no matter what the NFL said or the NFL did or did not tell them or anything else, no matter what it was, it wasn't gonna be no game because the players weren't about to play. Right. And I don't even necessarily have like super harsh judgment for the NFL if their immediate thought was we gonna play. Like, I know this will sound trivial, but this is the truth somebody gets shot at waffle House they're gonna get that body out you they go clean See, you told up. me
1: not to be a fool you know what yeah I'm saying? they are going to clean up
0: and then they're gonna serve some waffles you know what I'm saying like like waffle oh, house like legendarily they measure um like how bad a storm is by whether or not waffle House close. is closed. right absolutely like thi- like this is ba- this is like legitimately like a scientific measure right oh, like yeah, because sure. waffle house don't Close, period. The NFL does not stop. Period. They have nothing in their manual for what if somebody dies out here? Or what if it looks like somebody dies out here? They there's no like clear this is what we're going to do here, sort of thing. And so everybody fell into what they've done their whole lives. Next man up.
1: Right. Well, and see that's I think that I mean, I'm not inclined to side with the NFL in any issue related to player safety player health but i think that what was going on in that moment is that the manual is the playbook is we get started in five minutes we give the players five minutes under after every sort of circumstance like this after reggie brown after mike utley after kevin everett like those were terrible terrible incidents that looked really really bad and they kept playing those games and so i'm thinking that that machinery got into motion yeah and as that's happening People are like, oh no 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 no! Hold on hold on hold on hold on! You know, and it takes a while to communicate that and bring everybody together. Um, yeah, and I think that that's the, I, don't, I don't think the NFL ever seriously considered putting those players back out on the field. Right.
0: Well, well, this is what I think. I it all depends on what you mean by the NFL, right? Right. right. Like 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 there is not a person named Norman Frederick Lawson, <laughs> right? Like like it all it all depends on what you mean by the NFL. No, there was absolutely somebody that was like. Damn, guess we about to play some ball, right? <laughs> like, like, they, like, right. there, there was I me, mean, and you know there was somebody that was like that because there were players on the field, not all of them, obviously, who snapped into. All right, time to go. Joe Burrow right. was warming up. Stephon Diggs was trying to rally the troops, even though Stephon Diggs was clearly Shaken. not in a position to play. Right, they, totally. they were doing what they do, and so what I don't think happened was, I imagine there was somebody that was like. All right, I guess we go on in five minutes. Damn, this is messed up. And then somebody who was like, A, hey, hey, a hey, hey. Ixnay <laughs> on the IFA in its May, right? But what I don't think there was was somebody after that who was like, no. We have sponsors, and we are gonna go get this money. I don't think, or, or at the very least, I don't think that person hopped in the group chat. Right, that person didn't get on the Slack channel and be like, "Man, y'all like a like some pucks right now." Like, next no. yeah, man up. Mix yeah, man yeah. Up. I don't think that, but I do think that people fell into habits. And so, no, the NFL did not call down and say, "You got five minutes," because the NFL didn't have to call down and say, "You got five minutes," because everybody knows rain, sleet, yep. snow, hail, we gonna get this mail, right? Like, like that's, that's that's what everybody, habit. yeah, and it took a minute for people, I think, to snap out of it, and I don't, and also, let's remember this too, didn't everybody see what happened, Yeah, right? Not everybody, think about how long it took us, as we were talking about it, to really do the math and figure out that worst case scenario might have been at play. Right. Now, you imagine you watching this from somewhere else,
1: yeah, well, you mean like, uh, you, like you come in. Well, I guess my thing is, is that I never actually saw what happened, but I don't feel like you needed to see what happened to know something bad had happened. Uh, and but something, and,
0: but something bad happening is not the metric for right. whether or not to shut down a football game.
1: But, but okay, but I think the thing is, is the the reaction of the players, not the incident yeah. itself, but the reaction itself is what made it. So all all you had to see, to me, was Josh Allen's face, the tears running down Stephon Diggs's. Uh, cheeks, yes. and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that before." And yes. I don't think I—that's like you said—you haven't seen the hit, uh, Demar Hamlin against T. Higgins. I don't think I needed to see it because I saw that, and I was like, well, "It's going to be hard to get them dudes back out yeah. there." In the oh yeah, it went—it
0: wasn't going, <laughs> like yeah. was, it, it, it went going down like this was, and it—it—it not going down like on a matter of protest, right? It was yeah. just I can't do it. <laughs> this isn't yo. Can you imagine being Sean McDermott? And let's say they restarted the game. Yeah. Trying to give the halftime adjustments. Oh man! <laughs> man you just he's coming there and be like, "Hey man, uh, hey, 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 two more quarters on three, yeah, right? Like, 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 just, like, like,
1: like." I'm gonna give you. The, you got 15 minutes. Take the time you need, and I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you on the yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna go in the back. <laughs> like there's, 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 there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing to be said like in a time like this. I'll think about this too. If he was the coach that tried to rally them. Um I don't know if this is intentional, but these don't seem like the Cincinnati Bengals of yore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh is oh, see, basically trying to say who's oh man. I'm saying this.
0: I'm saying this. Imagine trying to tell Pac-Man Jones he gotta get back out there and play some football right oh, no. now.
1: No, Bumani, please help me. What's the name of the guy from Arizona State, the linebacker? Perfect. Yeah,
0: Von Vontae's perfect. Yeah. yeah, tell,
1: yeah, tell Vontae's perfect. What he' about to do in that circumstance.
0: Yeah, like, uh, like them, them, <laughs> them like them, them, extra emotional dudes, right? Where yeah. it's not like, like, you just think that they they rap scallions, but they got hearts. You know yeah, what I'm right? saying? They feel and they done seen homies die before, All right? right? The like they've yeah. they been da- they've down here. Man, you going in that dude's face? Talk about. All right. You, you you know what we, gotta we right. got to do we ain't got we ain't got to do nothing bro right right, right.
1: so Tennis, you might want to feel the hole the next time like you know just, what? you know what i'm saying yeah. like, nah 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 no no
0: no 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 Sean McDermott there was no moment at which Sean McDermott was about to go in there and tell them dudes what they about to do right
1: now. <laughs> I mean Mm-mm. but and you know but even that I mean I felt like That is a real improvement. And I don't think, I mean, maybe people want to criticize the NFL, but I think that speaks to a real growth uh, in the game that people understood in that moment that like you can't, you shouldn't even try to make players play under that circumstance because there was so many, you go back a generation, I don't even think the, I don't think the coaches are going to involve the players as much. I don't think that they're going to, I think, I think that a generation ago, they played that game. And we know enough now to not do that.
0: So I don't know if they play that game a generation ago. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. I do think they play that game two generations ago. Okay. And the reason that I think they play that game two generations ago is one thing we got to remember is uh, it used to be that all them football coaches have fought in a war before. That's mm, fair like to me, them World War II is, better, yeah. Yeah, yeah. World War II, v, uh, Korea. Vietnam. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, those cats had... Vietnam, I guess, not as much, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we started, you know, getting out of that point because people started going to college to mm-hmm. get out of it, you know, <laughs> and it goes. But those cats, I wonder how that mentality goes, because for them, they have actually seen their homies die and kept on doing whatever it was that they was doing. Like it was no it was no day. War ain't got no days off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, right. man, I'm going to need we going to need we going to need a mental health day, man. Yeah, little I don't PTO. know if you saw. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, man, but like five, five of my partners got taken <laughs> out by by mine. So I'm going to need to chill out for a little bit. That ain't really how it worked
1: right. um,
0: at that time, you know, but these. I think the coaches, all these, it's a much more bourgeois existence than it used to be. And I right. think that this idea of stopping down for your mental health honestly is something that you can do if you can afford it. Right. And that that is part of where we are. But I don't think I don't think if this had happened 15 years ago, that they would have tried to make them play. I also think that even if they had tried, it just wasn't happening. Because one thing that isn't different. I think the fans would have been affected absolutely the same way. And that was part of why they couldn't do this. Like all those people in the stadium, could you imagine how surreal it would have been to sit well, there and like keep watching this?
1: Well, but I was actually wondering about that and I would love to hear more uh, from the fans there. I was kind of curious. Why did they stay um, after, 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 after the ambulance had taken them off the field, what do you think they were waiting on? It, I-
0: it's It's funny. You mentioned that. Because I admit I said that on Twitter and I tried to be as benign as possible in my expression. Like I really wasn't offering judgment. I was really saying I am surprised that so many people are still there under the circumstances. And I had people hit me up. I think one guy said that he was at a minor league baseball game when a dude got hit in the head with a line drive. And I don't know if he killed him or not, but like it really, really took him out. And he said, A, part of it was kind of just shock um and two i think they were they had he said that some people would conclude that the stadium is the place where you'll get information the fastest now i actually think that that is just an erroneous hypothesis i think you'll get it faster somewhere else because in the stadium like you're gonna find on twitter whatever they're gonna tell you on the stadium you you know what i mean like i don't i don't know if that necessarily helps but it did stop me from going to like a judgmental place because i did kind of think like y'all ain't hanging out here thinking it's still going to be a football game because I wouldn't want to watch no more football. But there are reasons that people pointed out to me that I thought made sense for why somebody might still be there that are other than continuing to watch football.
1: Right. And I guess, you know what, and thinking about it as as we're talking about this, I mean, it is like community. Like they just, they all saw something traumatic in the same way the players did. Those fans saw it too. And there was a community of people there they could talk about it with and kind of share that. Like, man, did you see that? What do you think? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. So that makes a little bit more sense. I can I can get it. But I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't judging. I was just, I was oh, yeah, just...
0: yeah, yeah. No, but I was in the same place as you. Like, yeah. it was just kind of like, huh, this is surprising. Let me ask you this, though. Hmm. Did somebody <laughs> go talk to Mike Brown? Or <laughs> did Mike Brown go talk to somebody else uh, who started the email chain that read... Um, Are we giving refunds? Question mark. (laughs) Just tell them we'll honor these tickets when the game is rescheduled. That game is not, I repeat, (laughs) not being rescheduled.
1: Look, I bought concert tickets to a Bell Bib DeVoe concert uh, for March 2020. Uh, And they never gave me my money back, man. So I, I can't imagine Mike Brown I, he, I can't say hey man you know you blocked the preseason you probably didn't go to all the preseason games either so what's the what's the difference
0: mike brown be like these are the breaks Pick it up pick <laughs> it up pick it up no no he's like yeah it's really unfortunate man yeah 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 like I, I suffered trauma too um right right he's like i'm still spending jeff blake money man i yeah I yeah no Mike brownie i'm sorry brown trying to get like some somebody has called up to ask for their money back right the tickets i assure you were not cheap somebody after a while the you know the the shock wore off and they was like so what's up with these tickets like i'll never forget i'll never forget this long as i live i did my last day of the morning jones radio show i did on series it was a very emotional thing man i was on the verge of tears on the way out and on the way in. after that happened I got a DM from a listener who was like, "You send me my T-shirt yet?" (laughs) He said, "There is always somebody who is able to accept and move on." A little bit too fast, right? <laughs> and it's not so much that they move it on; is that they're moving on to the absolute wrong
1: thing. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> hey, man, we all move different. I mean, those people keep the, those people keep the trains moving, in a, in a manner of speaking. So,
0: yeah, you no, know, some people the show go on, right? Like, like that's how they. And that was, I think, that's Look, NFL default. Like the idea that they would keep going if they had done it. When you think about the other things that they've kept going after happening, this just felt different, but it isn't that much different. This is just what they do. And I had to, like, I really had to stop because it's so easy to bang on the NFL in this moment, right? Like people, people found the people that they decided that they wanted to bang on us, the ones that they would assume. Like, the the whole thing happening with Skip was just wild to watch. The uh, man apologized, and, like, he was not clear, and I always make the argument that as a professional communicator, it's on you, if people don't understand you. I get it, but it went to a whole different place, man. The dude was trying to say, how could we ever think about seeding or anything else like that, but he ain't had no equity, and so people just bang.
1: People didn't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I think if you listen to the show every day, I'm inclined to get like, skip, skip is Skip. But um, I don't think he meant I don't think no, he had not any a bad intent. No, no, not at, not at all. But I will say this, uh, FS1, I mean, if y'all, you know, I'll do it for half. I
0: don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know which it or which like which chair you're looking for, but <laughs> neither of them is available to you, brother. Yeah. Unfortunately, it ain't yeah. available to me. It ain't it ain't happening. But no, I just I'm curious to see how this goes like as we get to the week. Because with the injury itself, I hope this doesn't sound trivial, but I think yeah. you'll get where I'm coming from here. Like when I was little and used to watch wrestling, they had the moves were more old school back <laughs> then, right? <laughs> and they had this finishing move. I think Big John Studd did it, a couple other people. Oh, I know Uh, the previous incarnations of The Undertaker did it. It's called the heart punch. And the finishing move was you punch somebody in their heart and then they grab their chest looking like Red Fox yeah. and he hit the ground and then one, two, three, tap them out. And I was like, wow, this is an inc- incredibly dramatized, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. That's what happened to this dude, Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. He took a blow to the chest, and that threw off his heart rhythm, and that's what it was. And so what I think had to be terrifying for former players was this is an everyday thing, right? Like, this was kind of, in some ways, analogous to the non-contact injury, and you torn your ACL, like, Absolutely. dude, I was just walking, and then this happened. But this is not that, right? This this is, this is something that wasn't even on your bingo card of the worst things that could happen to you while you were playing football. And that, I imagine, had to be wild terrifying.
1: Well, actually, I mean, this is I've been talking about this a little bit. Um, that has to go even far beyond the NFL because there are half dozen to a dozen kids a year that die from what DeMar Hamlin died of on middle school and high school fields every year, every year. Like there's be a handful of kids that die from the same thing. So this is I mean, I would have to imagine and I don't you know, I, I don't want to make any predictions. I'm not a person. I'm grappling with the future of the game. But I can't imagine that a lot of people, a lot of parents of young children watched that game last night and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign my kid up for that game. You know what I mean? Like I I don't like I don't. Youth participation in football has been declining, I think, every year for like the last 15 years or something like that. Um, I would be really curious to know what it's going to look like from this, because this is I mean, this happens on one of the NFL's most valuable pieces of property. Monday Night Football. Everybody's watching. This is the news. This is a news story my mama was talking about. This is on MSNBC. You had to go on CNN to talk about it. Um, The people that that are already sort of be inclined to be scared of what can happen out there. Um, how could you look at your little kid and be like, Oh yeah, sign him up. If well, something like that can happen.
0: Well, let's be clear about something. Youth football tackle yep. youth football is indefensible. Yeah. It cannot be justified. Tackle. I, Right, it's, like it's,
1: it's so it's so fun, Bomani. But you're right, you're right. I mean, it was the it's yeah. the most fun I've had in football. But yes, it, it, it yeah. people can't do it anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I bet cocaine would be fun too. And you and you know, and also part of why you had so much fun playing you football is that was your athletic peak. You know what I'm saying? Like that you was you was dominating.
1: I'm not gonna even dispute that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean we would, I mean, we yes we were dominant. You know, and the span I will just give you a little in the span. <laughs> Of like ten months, I was the fastest ten year old in the country. We went undefeated <laughs> in football, went ten and zero. I think we only allowed fourteen points that year. I was a quarterback, in case you want to know. And uh, uh, and I was I was starting point guard for a team that went eight and zero in my little YMCA league. But we ain't we ain't got to talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I knew, I so knew yeah. it was
0: all coming. But no. But here is yeah. my thing about it: it doesn't necessarily create better football players either. Like yeah. I don't have any evidence that playing football at that young age matters. Like, if everybody started playing tackle football in the ninth grade, I don't know how much about, like, the ultimate outcomes change or anything like that.
1: I think it's pretty clear, and I think studies have been run on this anyway, that it's, in, in, in addition to be morally indefensible for youth football, that basically kids should not play football until they turn 14 years old or older because their brains are not equipped to yeah. absorb the punishment they take at that age so yeah I mean I, yeah I, and I think about the people that were great in youth football people like myself uh and like did it matter when I was 20 years old nah I could have picked up football in high school and been okay so yeah I I mean again but Bo if you I, I hate to well you know what I'm not going to do it I'm not going to ask the cliche question because everybody was asking me that uh the other night like Are you gonna let Desmond play football I was like well if he wants to play it when he's Bit 14, he can decide what he wants to do. But before that, nah. I mean, also the coaching isn't great. Coaching is hard. It's really hard to find good coaches. Just imagine the pool you're picking from for youth football.
0: Yo, yo, the thing about youth football coaches, the question about whether or not to let somebody coach youth football comes down to one thing. Do you want to? That's it. (laughs) Right? Like like we just, hey man, it's just so good that you out here working with these kids because we be giving dudes way too much credit work with this but they doing their own cosplay of like you know wanting to be that guy and the respect that ultimately comes from it and everything else but no like just the more you really go back and think about it there's just like what what show was that uh the show that one of them networks had the reality show with the youth oh
1: it was the it's a a san antonio was it
0: tykes or something yeah Uh, yeah 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 tykes the word tykes was involved but i remember i saw a dude that i played little league against as one of them coaches, oh, and on, bro. and I remember he was a very good athlete relative to the level that we was all. Yeah. yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying. And yeah. it like it would stand to reason that he would be the dude at this point. But these kids was out here concussed, laid out on the ground, and all of this. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. This isn't there. There's no justification. If you want them out there playing flag or whatever, right. that there's something to that. Like I am not. I'm not down on, like, the notion or just the idea of football. I'm down on how hurting it is. It is injurious. Yeah, right,
1: absolutely, and I I think that's the problem. Like, I I don't, again, I don't have, I'm I'm not a person that wants to see football go away, and I'm grappling with that. Like, there are a lot of people that think that that's indefensible, inexcusable, and I'm a brute, and I'll own that if that's what it is. I have not gotten there. Um, with football yet but in terms of like having kids out there um it's too dangerous and the people the pool of people that you have to pick from and look I was a youth football coach once um I think people that work with kids they choose and they want to do that that is great if that's your ministry hey, good for you um but uh the pool of people that you got to pick from a lot of the times are not I mean either you might not get the football uh, information that you need or you may not be they may not be the adult that you necessarily want to have around your kid um and i just that's why i'm just like let's just end that youth sports is hard enough as it is all over the place like what just pick it up in high school and you'll be fine
0: and they might be better football players if they play soccer as kids get them
1: feet right hey man that's let's look man do dance do all these other things that's so many other ways to get yourself right get ready for football you could teach i i'm a person maybe you know a lot of people might disagree with me you can figure out tackling as you get older. Um, I don't think you need to do that at 12 years old. Anything you learn at 12 years old anyway ain't going to hold up when you're 19 years old.
0: Well, Also, from what I've heard from people watching the USC game, apparently playing all that U football don't make you no better tackler, no <laughs> way.
1: Hey, man, if I had to tackle Tyshe Spears, uh, oh, oh boy, t- t- later, I might struggle too. Because uh, that's a bad boy, man. Uh, although that ain't, I mean, USC ain't tackled nobody this year, to be honest. So <laughs>
0: Yes. All right, so you know, we mm-hmm. dealt with we we dealt we, with this. Want we'll to talk about it? We dealt with the stuff. So now let's let Joel get up we'll on the bullshit. Now I need people we'll to about understand. It. I need okay. people to understand something about Joel and his bullshit. Okay. Oh man, come on, man. I just want people to get this, and I get where Joel is coming from. Joel wanted TCU to hire Deion Sanders, which I think could have worked out very well if they had done that. After he wanted them to hire another coach who got a job at another school, but that's neither here nor there. Wait, what other coach? You know which one. I'm trying to trying to let you have. Oh, a about
1: this. oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but, man, you really—that's a deep pull, bro. That
0: ain't I, no deep yeah, pull. You deep was pool. like, "Can you said it even?" Okay. And so they hired Sonny Dykes. Joel didn't want Sonny Dykes, and he's like, "I want it." insert coach here right he got he got into his sociopathic bag and it just was saw. him a dion
1: it was him a dion yeah, it was always yeah. him a dion okay two
0: guys who are kind of similar but way different all Ooh. at the same time <laughs> anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so they got sunny dykes so all year long Joe down on TCU Ain't going to be no good because they got Sonny Dykes as the coach. Halfway, Have you seen the last four years? Had you half, seen the previous four half, seasons? Halfway through the season, it reached a point where TCU <laughs> is, they keep finding ways to win these games. And we on a group chat, me, Joe, and Master Test Fashion of a prime video. And me and Master just couldn't stop laughing because Master was like, tcu undefeated and joel is furious so joel, <laughs> would, joel would down talk his squad all game long and then they'd have one of these ridiculous comebacks and now joel out here talking about <laughs> my frogs and all this stuff i mean and they never the
1: they th- always my frogs oh yeah
0: yeah yeah they, they went they're you ain't say frogs. nothing about them being your frogs before that you would be yeah they ain't no good like we, I, when we want to talk toss- to you about the fact that they was losing? You ain't have nothing on it. And then they come out on the back end and now all of a sudden you out here with your chest out with your little with your little um amphibian shirt on, right? You, okay. Okay, but now I'm going to keep I'm going to keep telling people. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep telling people. I'ma you you a hater. Know. And I think I'm going to keep letting is, people. You know. you
1: never you've keep... never rooted for a team that was any good. And I understand. A, you've never rooted for a champion. You've never, never rooted for a champion. I've never rooted for a champion. I've never
0: rooted for a champion. Okay, one. Is it one? Just one? Just yeah. The, oh, okay. Oh, for what okay. it's worth, uh, for what right. it's worth, neither have you. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I'm an Astros fan too. You meant? For oh, me. okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, right my point. Turn. My point being, Joel was doing this sleight of hand thing where, <laughs> when they was losing, he was right, but when they won, he was a proud alum, and 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 that. Yeah, and I'm that is, well. And that is why I have been actively rooting against TCU for weeks now. And I'm yes. not rooting against well, TCU. He's not lying. I'm rooting against you. No, and he's I thought that Kansas State had done the job for us all which would have then had TCU going to play that game that uh, Kansas State had to play, which was this year's version of that Capital One Bowl where Alabama uh, went in there to, le- to remind y'all what time it was. Okay, so anyway, I have been rooting against Joel. TCU this, and Alabama with- had a
1: common opponent real quick, just so you know. Yes. TCU and Alabama had a common yes. opponent. They both yes, they won. By yeah, away. I know. I, I don't root I, for that team, that so team? it doesn't matter. Okay, really- just see, to make this, sure. okay.
0: See, and, and see, Joel? This Who looked more impressive her, against that team? No, nah, but this is, on, okay. this is hold on. This is why I've been rooting against you. Is this point right here? You okay. refuse to believe that I stopped rooting for Texas, and so when I say I stopped rooting for Texas, I did. There's nothing good that can happen for Texas that I'm going to celebrate because mm. I'm out. And when I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> you like to dip out Damn. when it's good for you, and then show back up for the party. And that's why I'm rooting against you. But anyway, 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 let me let me get to the good part. Let me get to let me get to the good part. So, I spent some time in Atlanta during the holidays. <laughs> and I was seeing them UGA fans walking around. Mm-hmm. I saw some dude. He had his two kids that looked like they were like maybe 11 and 9, 10 and 8, something like that. Yeah. And they had on their UGA number 34 jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, but I don't want them to win neither. Like the thing about Georgia was I've been around Georgia fans for a very long time, but they ain't really have no room to talk no shit to nobody. So I didn't realize what I didn't like about them in that same way. you know. <laughs> so See? I'm torn here because I really want you to lose. Like I I I really I, 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 want su- I support to
1: game theory the right
0: time. I was I, I, su- I support day. hang up and listen. I, I just support slow burn.
1: I just I mean, why would you want that? Why would you why would you want to see your friend suffer? I like
0: just that? spent 10 minutes explaining why <laughs> I
1: want to see this happen. It got nothing you. to do with
0: you. That's not personal.
1: <laughs> That's not personal. You are the one that decided to antagonize me because I hold my program to a higher standard. That's all. I look. I look. Here's the,
0: here's, I wanted to antagonize you because y'all's head coach got caught saying the n word, and I just like see not not the current one. I just like seeing you try to figure out how you how you was
1: gonna ride with that. I mean, look, man. If I if I have a problem with every everything racist, I ain't gonna do nothing. in this <laughs> <I'll>, You know what? <laughs> You know, I mean, you, I, I don't know. You think Al Copeland loved black people? Man, I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. But, I mean, you think I'm a to boycott Popeye's? No. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> I just ask you this, though, because that game was wild. And you would acknowledge y'all caught the luckiest couple of breaks. And I ain't talking about that targeting thing because that didn't matter. But that, the, that dude catching that ball on the one-yard line and then them fumbling, man. Ooh. Woo!
1: We were ahead the whole game. We were ahead by... Now- Three scores. Y'all, y'all, y'all tried to give back. Y'all, y'all tried hard
0: to give it back. It was an incredible game. I just want to know, like, your booty had to be like, like, like an iron fist, right?
1: I wish I had didn't have a rooting interest in the game, so I could have actually enjoyed it. But here's the thing: no matter what happened, if TCU had gone up by. 30, 40 points, I still would have been terrified. I'm a Houston Oilers fan, man. I'm <laughs> I, you know I, like that hearing about that Minnesota Vikings comeback was traumatic to me. Uh so I I no, I I would have never felt comfortable, but especially that game, because here's the thing. Like a friend of mine uh who played He's, he's a linebacker at Notre Dame in the 90s. And he told me this the other day. He's like, well, the good thing about football is that you don't have to be the best team in the nation. You just have to be the best team in the stadium that day. And actually, I found out, Jimmy, that Lou Holtz said that, not you. So I, you, <laughs> took, you took credit for that. But <laughs> but so that, that was the thing. Like, I think if Michigan had to play TCU 10 times, they probably went seven or eight. But the thing was that you're right. The breaks went their way some of the time. But also, like, can we just talk about the fact that, like, Maybe Michigan was a little overrated. I mean, we're talking about a defense. Everybody kept talking about that defense. Like, man, they didn't shut down everybody. Bruh, they played 10, offense, 10 offenses ranked 73rd or worse in scoring offense this season. Like, I mean, look at who they were building their numbers against. So it's like the fact that people didn't believe the TCU could hang with them. I'm like, what are you basing it on? They Michigan plays a two-game season. They play Penn State. They play Ohio State. And oh, that's what we're to be judging things on.
0: Well, they get a couple of tricky games to deal with, right? Like the Iowa game, especially if you're playing it there, is uh, always a tricky game. You know what I mean? Like But you know how conf- but you do know this. You know how conference okay, stuff goes. And there's right. that, you know, and there's that somebody in Iowa boy. What a, what an amazing like everything about wow. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but no, I think what you said was fair. I think part of what people were saying, and this is what I think is kind of an underrated part of this. You want to talk about some vindication for the Big 12? Man. Because I that mean, was, the real reason that people didn't think they had a chance is that Michigan is Michigan and TCU is TCU, which is to say that you could reasonably presume that Michigan would be vastly superior at the line of scrimmage, right? Like, that's where the difference comes up between the tiers of schools, is really what you got at the line of scrimmage. Right. That wasn't the case there. That wasn't it. You would expect that Michigan would have more depth, and that depth was tested coming in because the running back didn't even play. Right, their best player. Yeah, um, said over out. there with that like quarter million dollar piece around his neck, did you see that?
1: <laughs> hey man, nil must be nice, bro. I, Yo. you know, like, I did see that. So I, I mean, I, I mean, now you can get it and flash it. You know, it needs yeah, to be but like I say that. he
0: need he need to get a sturdier chain because that thing was begging to get snatched. <laughs> I'm like, you boy. I don't think you boys understand the expensive Ooh. jewelry rules.
1: I don't know if I want to fight nobody. I mean, Blykorn about five ten, probably about two. Nah, uh, you can snatch,
0: you can snatch and go. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like chain snatchers are not doing it and then standing there preparing to fight.
1: But then you got to run away. Then you got to try to run away from Baha- I mean, imagine your fortune. You got to run away from a fair, Heisman fair, Trophy candidate. Fair, you know? fair, <laughs>
0: fair, 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 fair. Like once, once you put it in those terms, I'm not yeah. saying it's wise, but I'm saying somebody, might,
1: so, somebody stupid would try it though. I, yes. that is fair. Yes,
0: or somebody packing. Yeah, you just sure. all de- it You know, it just <laughs> all depends. But no, I, I I think, especially and also with TCU, to be fair, they felt like the Minnesota Vikings of college football to an extent with all the one-score games, right?
1: Well, I can go with that. That's fair. Yeah, I, I TCU is not overly talented. They were not so much more talented than their competition that you could think they could overwhelm anybody. And they didn't. They didn't overwhelm anybody this season other than Oklahoma
0: – uh, which i mean i still at that, that stretch where everybody was overwhelmed oklahoma
1: right but you know the thing was too is that that game started out when oklahoma had dylan gabriel at quarterback so without dylan gabriel ou is like a bottom tier group of five team but with dylan gabriel they were still pretty good and they still put it on them boys but other than them in iowa state like i couldn't look at anything and say well man tc was so good and they could dominate anybody and that's so it, it was reasonable for people to be like, hey, man, they've been getting away with it all season long, and that's going to catch up with them. But you know, hey, man, you that's why they play these games. That's, that's why, why they, they play, play these games.
0: games. What you what you think about that Georgia thing? No, that game, that was an amazing game, too. And I think, like, that was a Ryan Day vindication game. Even if they did not win that, it yeah. was like, no, we are on the, like, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama really have been the schools they get the most, the three schools they get the players. Like, you know, Texas A&M's popped in and done a little something, but for years, those three had been a tier above everybody else. And if you're going to be Ohio State, you have to be competitive with Georgia. You have to be competitive when you play Alabama. Last time they played Alabama, they were not competitive. They right. were very competitive in this game. And good for you, Ryan Day. Georgia, man, how, how did they got so many, dog?
1: Yeah, I mean, people just coming out the AD Mitchell kid. Uh, I was like, I forgot about him. And then, you know, it's just. It's funny how a name sneaks up on you Kenny McIntosh. Who the hell? You know, who is that? I was like, that dude, Cole. Uh, they've got three tight ends, although I don't, I think maybe Darnell, uh, the 6'7, the, right. 270. Yeah, he may not play, which I look, like, I don't, I don't wish entry on nobody. I, I want to, if, if TCU wins, I want them to win with Georgia full strength. But if you don't play, like, I won't be hurt about it. Uh, yeah. He's, a, he's important. But yeah, man, they, I mean, they've got, I mean, they got dogs everywhere, bro, every, 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 every level of the field. And uh, I mean, they're playing a different game. I mean, I, you know, I know George Foster, whoever who try to be bullying me, you know, trying to want me to make <laughs> me make me, you know, feel like I got a, you know, kneel, kneel before the throne. And I'm like, look, man, that's great. You know, George got a nice little program, man. You all just talking real. <laughs> yeah. talking Now real you, now right you now. see my, you my dilemma. Now you see my dilemma. They just talking real big right now, and I just like you know just would do y'all real good to be humble. Y'all got you know, uh, y'all got a thirty four year old accountant as your quarterback. I uh, <laughs> would not. I I just I would not. <laughs> I I just they feel it. They, you know, just don't don't talk to us like we the kid like we look like we kids right now. You know what I am saying? We're, we're, we see you is is in this game for a reason.
0: I will say this. I know we coming up on rap time here. Mm-hmm. Gary Patterson would not want to have to deal with 10 of the 11 guys on Georgia's offense. But I bet you Gary Patterson, this that that's a Gary Patterson game right there. Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett, he's like, oh, food. I got something for you. <laughs> food. Watch. Watch this.
1: Right. Food. I mean, you don't work is, there no more. You know, but you know, Philip Montgomery, man, he did a really good job in the previous game. Those boys came to play. If you watched that game, you saw TCU, the defense. I mean, look, they get they gave up forty five points, but it, you cannot credibly say that they got dominated. I think after that first that opening run that Donovan Edwards had, they held Michigan to three yards a carry. This is allegedly the best offensive line, one of the best running games in the country, and TCU pretty much shut them down. Yeah, after but the them first boys, was,
0: they was that game was sponsored by Coverage Bus on both sides. It was a <laughs> whole lot of why is he right? Why is he by himself? Yeah, man,
1: it's just, hard. I mean, this is, I, I think it people, you know, we grew up in a different, you know, era of the game. It's just hard to defend these guys, man. You, the thing it, at this level of football, you just have to understand that your team's gonna give up 38 points, bro. It is, it is nothing personal. You can still have a great defense, but you're gonna give up 38 points. The qu- The issue is, can you get 39? Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. So, I think I'm gonna be neutral. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think I'm rude against you.
1: Well, you know, I I may have heard, I may I may have heard a little something about who you invited as your guest next Wednesday. And I look, I I I, I see the disrespect, bro. No, so, no, 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 so no. I see the disrespect. I know what you're trying to do. Let
0: me, no, no. Let, 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 let me explain okay. my logic. Okay. All right. I don't even know if she's accepted, but we invited Elle Duncan to come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Y'all see that, people? <laughs> Y'all see no, that, people? No, li- no. Listen, listen, listen. Here's my rationale. Mm. you're only fun if tcu wins <laughs> she'll be fun win or lose fair
1: enough fair that's, enough
0: that's that's the whole thing right because if they lose you're gonna be back on your bullshit <laughs> i knew sunny Dice couldn't do it and da 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 and it would be things no. that i would find funny but the audience would not
1: well, but nothing 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 that happens on monday will change the way i feel about the season
0: sunny dykes has vindicated himself to
1: me you know what i'm saying not that he needed to do that but i i, I would be a fool to sit up here and argue against sonny dykes is yes the, the coach for the program I, right
0: now i think you are and with that in mind that reminds me that that was unnecessary but that's that right. reminds me rest in peace to mike leach sonny dykes put the mike leach patch on the helmets so i just want to say rest in peace to mike leach you know that's that is joel anderson um check him out at slate check out hang up and listen he'd be working on the slow burns all kinds of other stuff he roots for the tcu horn frogs he was the fastest uh, 10 year old in america joel i appreciate you being on and ladies and gentlemen thanks i don't like what you did at the end on the right time we do this this three times a week uh parker always dead static adi khan handling things behind the scenes Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow the right time. And thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast.
1: You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: The Right Time with Bomani Jones.